Hey everyone, it's Keisha here from K&J Conversations, where we talk about love, family, relationships, and everything in between. I hope you're ready for this evening because we got some great topics. So come join us because guess what? It's conversation time. What's going on, everybody? It's Keisha. It's Justin. And we are here with a new episode. Hey, now. I am so glad you have joined us. Whoop, whoop. I know, right? Give me a little. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh-oh. Hey. All right, now. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start with, I want to thank everyone that has been checking us out, listening to us, giving us feedback. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep coming and joining us on Thursdays and see what we're talking about. Every Thursday, keep giving y'all this heat. I'm trying to tell you. Look. Yeah, you know I mean, son? You <laughs> know this heat, baby. <laughs> so, I'm going to check in with you first, babe. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. We ain't missed no pies, but it's like I ain't pies in the minute. <laughs> so, I know, all right? Don't <laughs> yeah, so I uh, feel good. We've been going good, you know. You know, down down here in Georgia, it's, it was 30 degrees and snowing one day. Next thing you know, it's 60 degrees outside. So, I want to make sure I ain't trying to, I ain't getting sick. So, taking my vitamins. Even when it's 60 degrees, I'm still putting my jacket on and all that. But it's nice down here. Yeah, we've been getting some really good weather compared to our family up north. Yeah. But all that snow, we was just getting us some, some rain. Shout so. out to Chicago, man. I know y'all got about 20, 20 inches of snow up there and it's cold as hell. But, you know, hey, you know... We I we used to live that life. <laughs> yeah, I don't miss it. I'm not gonna even sit here for it. We're reborn. <laughs> yes, uh, we've been here for almost five years. It'd be five years come May, and I promise you, you would think I never lived in Chicago the way I be feeling. Mm. But I don't miss it. <laughs> oh, hell no, I don't, I don't miss, miss it. it. Well, overall, I'm doing well. I can't complain. What okay. about you? How you feeling? I'm good. Mm. Um, this week has been. Real busy with my new business, mm-hmm. and so I'm proud of that. I've been hitting some goals, and so hustling. Yes, so I'm really happy Every about day. that. Um, but um, yesterday we got mm-hmm. some bad news. Yep. We we lost a loved one in my family, so kind of kind of took me down yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing okay today. Um, one day at a time. Yeah, so I'm I'm doing good. I miss sticking with my smoothies and, you know, because we talked to you guys about how we've been starting our journey with our smoothies and just being a little bit more healthier. Getting his um, diet right. Changing our eating habits and things. So, I'm proud of myself. I've been really consistent with that. I've seen some pounds shed. You go, girl. <laughs> so, I'm I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm feeling good. Our son is doing good. We ain't had a parentage conference. And all that good stuff, and his grades is where they need to be. He's doing good, so yep. I'm happy. Keep the phone the gas. Yes, I'm. I'm happy. Won't complain. So we both doing good. Yeah, we straight. <laughs> we straight. So tonight, was there anything you wanted to talk about before we get into our segment? Uh, Partial sports, anything? You know what? I touch on one thing. I ain't gonna make too much of it. So I, I kind of thought it was comical the way they're doing it, but it is what it is. Uh, news broke out. The NBA, you know, they having an All Star game down here in Atlanta. Don't have it. We don't want everyone coming down here <laughs> just for a weekend. It ain't even a weekend. I think they're doing an All Star game for like a day. Oh, so, wow. But they gonna turn it into a weekend though. 
Don't be coming down here talking about no uh, Chicago invading Atlanta and all that bullshit. We don't want you down here because we trying to limit the vid. Okay. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Right when we left Chicago, that's when they decided to have it in Chicago. I was so mad. Yep, that we, yep. I, I was. I was mad. I ain't gonna even lie. Yep, I know they was having a ball up there too. I, I was mad. I was like, oh, so now you want to have it in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Right when I leave Chicago. Yep. But I, I've always wanted to go just for the experience. I have. Yeah, I mean it's. A lot I'm of not parties. going now because I'm not fooling. No, nah, it's too food. much going on now, and I don't. I don't. I want the ones to be like, why are they having an the all-star game? I know you still want to bring some type of light and some type of fun into the season that's very hectic and very fast-paced, but a lot of players, they don't even want to play. They just want to go relax somewhere. So I'm kind of on the side of the players, like, man, let the, let them men relax. They got to get their bodies right. Let them spend some time with their family because they don't see their family like that because they're on the road so much or they're in quarantine. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a whole, this year's a whole different experience. So that's what it's going to be. And then with it, with it actually being down here in Atlanta, you know, you know what they say? Atlanta going to Atlanta. It's yeah. going to be a lot of damn parties. I'm like, man, that's a lot of risks that you're running. It's not that serious to me. Like, um, I'm all for people having a good time and stuff. I mean, yeah, but right now, because of what's going on, I don't think it's that serious. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was another way to do it. I don't know. But um, it to me, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I'm, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll I'm definitely good. be looking in, and it's gonna be a lot of people. It's gonna be a lot of radio talk and things like that uh, about their setup and everything. But hey, I like All Star Weekend. They even talking about putting a dunk contest at, at halftime of the All Star. I now do like watching the activities and yeah. stuff, like when, when they're on TV. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. It'd be really fun to see that, and they do their little stunts and yeah, it'd be and cool. Stuff. I it's, like that. It's just gonna be different. Huh? It's gonna be different to see how it plays out. I hope all my guys make it. I don't think Jimmy gonna make it because he ain't been playing. So I love Jimmy. Yeah. Shout out Jimmy. Shout out to Jimmy, Jimmy man. I love him. My man Zach Levine. I don't know. I don't think he gonna make it. I hope he makes it. He been having an All Star year, but you know how the politics go to business. You know James Harden just came over to the East, so that's a, a one less spot, one less opportunity that up and comer gonna get to get fill that void, even though Harden ain't really earned it in the East. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Sound like a lot of interesting things are going on in the NBA. It's always a lot of interesting <laughs> things going on in the NBA. Look, well, the only thing that um, you know, I did catch mm-hmm. the um Wendy Williams movie, the little documentary on Lifetime. <laughs> it was really interesting to see mm-hmm. her journey. Um, because you know, Lifetime, and I even watched the Salt and Pepper story. But you know, Lifetime, they kind of speed the process. Man, with it, it be thing. really fast the way they do it, so and then it. you got commercials in there too. So I don't know; it's not really two hours when you, yeah. you know. But uh, both movies were interesting. Um, as far as the Wendy Williams movie, uh, she did mm-hmm. share a lot of intimate, you know, things as far as her being raped by a celebrity mm-hmm. when she first started out, her getting pregnant by a big time DJ, mm-hmm. um, and it looked like he kind of just kind of used her though mm-hmm. um and then she had an abortion and then she did share a lot a little bit about her journey with her husband well ex-husband um or whatever so it was really interesting but then you know after the movie they did a one-on-one with her mm-hmm. and she cried through that whole thing mm-hmm. um especially when she got to talking about her ex and 
Mm-hmm. That female and how that girl had a big ass house that wasn't even that many miles from yeah, her house. That was wild, man. I was like, you cannot be that damn disrespectful to put your mm-hmm. sad chick mm-hmm. that close to your wife. Like I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Bad enough she knew you was cheating, but to to put her up like that in a big ass house. <laughs> my man, my man. I mean, that yeah. My man's is reckless. I didn't, I didn't see the movie. I saw what like the last fifteen minutes with you, and I was like, "What the hell's going it on?" It was, it was, it was wild. And then Wendy saw, found out she was pregnant because the girl drove up to her house and she saw her mm-hmm. in her belly. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, damn." That's messed up. So it was interesting to watch her story and. I get. I just but, got two takeaways because, like I said, I didn't see the whole thing, but just my observation. She used a lot of drugs. I know that. Whoever that actress was, old girl was man, they had her looking crazy because she was like, she was heavy as hell up. To but that's how she look on her show for real. Like Wendy's chest is crazy, huge. Crazy man. I was like, what is this? What? They got this big ass body suit on this woman only up top too. But if you she watch is. Wendy when she wears certain dress, that's she how she looks. She be she skinny as I don't know what, crazy, and her man. chest is like. She was crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and then uh, the second observation I saw was the way they had her husband portrayed in there was they had my man like Suge Knight without violence. <laughs> but they, he but was the body pe- and he was, he was like straight Suge Knight operating just like Suge Knight but without the violent part. But it's funny though because on the, the little um, one-on-one they had with her after the movie, the people that they interviewed that worked with her in the um, mm-hmm. radio studios and stuff, Mm-hmm. That's true. That's how he acted. Like nobody wanted to say nothing to him. They would scatter him. So yeah. And my man, she was like, I'm leaving. And he was like, Hey man, chill out, relax. I was just like, <laughs> okay. And then the Song Pepper movie was interesting. Um oh, you watched it? I watched it because I recorded it and I, I took the time to watch it and mm-hmm. it was interesting. I did not like that they had Spinderella in there, but then she didn't say nothing. But mm. she was, I didn't like that. Um, I know they're not having a little downtime with each other, they're not really vibing right now. But um, I just feel like she did put her work in and she should have been included in it. That's just my personal opinion. I didn't watch the ones, yeah, I did not watch that movie. But I feel as though if you're gonna do documentaries or, or biopics, how biopics, how you want to pronounce it with these artists. I think you gotta they, get that input. Yeah, and I think VH1 does the best job of it if you're gonna keep it on network television. Lifetime, I don't Lifetime like produces trashy movies, man. Maybe all about women empowerment, up. which is cool. Women empowerment is cool. I ain't tripping on that. But just they movies just be trash, man. I think for me, what I don't like, Wendy Williams and Song Pepper, they shared a lot, but then it's so chopped up. Mm-hmm. It's like you start off they kids, and then the next thing, Wendy Williams was a grown woman, and it was just like you know what I'm I don't like how it's chopped up. If you want to, I don't do, like that. If you want to put on network television, and you want to do it right, man. From from do artist, Netflix. Man, I don't know. Do a, I don't go know. Go to VH1, man. Just go to VH1. If you're gonna keep it on cable. Or BT, because BT did good with the uh, Bobby Brown story. They did the new edition. Yeah, they did very well. It was a mini series. It was really, really good and detailed. And I just feel like when you're telling somebody's bio, it can't be like that. It has to be. What's the purpose of a. That's just like reading a little short article. Like, it just don't. I don't like that. But. It's the beginning and the end. There's no middle. Yeah, there's no middle. And I don't really like that. But from the Salt Pepper movie. 
it gave you a little insight. I did not like how Spin wasn't really a part of it. They did have a character for her in there, but it wasn't. She wasn't really a part of it. It, yeah. it made it look like as if she wasn't part of the group. She didn't contribute nothing to part of the group, and I didn't like the aspect. I felt like then they shouldn't have done a movie. Do they have like um? You know how they be having these movies with these random kids like. The, the kid will never say nothing. They just like holding them, and the kids just be sitting there, and they be having the whole lines. Everyone else be having their lines, and the kids. Just it kind of was. She was just in there, <laughs> and I didn't like that. I'm like, what is really going on? And she's been speaking out. She's been doing interviews about it, and I feel mm-hmm. like personally, and it's just my opinion, um, they probably shouldn't have done one. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they're not cool no more, or whatever. But to me, y'all should have been mature enough to push up, put. Feelings aside, to do a really good bio mm-hmm. for your fans that really follow you and like you. But yeah. um, that's all I got for that. Those are some of the you know things I caught up on recently okay. <laughs> that I thought I would share. But moving on, uh, we're going to go on and get into this conversation because guess what? It's conversation time. Yeah. So we'll be right back, guys. All right, we are back. And we're going to go on and get into this conversation. Tonight, for our first segment, we're going to talk about is marriage for everybody? Is it? Is it? I don't know. (laughs) Um, I personally don't think marriage is for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there are some people that just know at an early age, I want to be married, I want a husband, I want a wife, you know. But then you have those who don't, they don't see marriage for themselves. Um, They don't mind dating and doing that or, you know, casually dating people. Mm -hmm. But as far as being committed and all of that, there's some people that just be like, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. You have some people that can be in a relationship for 15, 20 years, but don't want to get married. They feel like it's no purpose um, in -hmm. getting married. So I don't think marriage is for everybody. And I, me personally, I think if you think marriage is not for you, then you shouldn't waste anybody's time, personally. Well, that's true. You definitely, um, there are a, a lot of people that, you know, marriage takes two, it takes two to tangle, man. That's basically at the end of the day. It takes two to tangle. If you feel like you're not, you, a lot of people feel like, you know, they just, they want to make it about them. A lot of people don't view, them, view themselves as being selfish. Sometimes you're not selfish sometimes when you don't want to get married. You just know that you're not, <laughs> you ain't marriage material. Mm-hmm. What's, what do you think marriage material is? Um, so, I'm going to be honest. When I was younger, um, I didn't want to get married. Mm-hmm. I didn't want kids. I didn't want to get married. I just wanted my career. I wanted a cute little townhouse. And that was it. <laughs> you want to play sex in the city. That was you. Yeah, to I so, um, I since I was that type of person earlier on, and that was like you know high school. I, I'm like I don't want to get married. Um, in my early twenties, no. So for me, as I got older, then that kind of changed to. I do want to get married. Like I do want that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. So, for me, what I think is good um, marriage material is a man that is going to be the man of the household, uh-huh. that is going to hold the family down, that's going to lead the household, um, that's ready for that type of commitment. Because 
Um, I personally don't think marriage is a joke. I don't want to be married just to say I'm married or to say I got a husband. Like, mm -hmm. that's not what marriage is to me. Marriage is a real serious commitment that mm -hmm. you make with another person and vows that you, you, you know, you, you two uh, make to one another. Um, and I know it sounds corny, but when, when you stand before Christ and you, you give those vows, that's a serious thing. It's not really a joke and it shouldn't be taken as a joke. Um, yeah. And so when it comes to the devil, do you part and all of that? I know it sounds corny, but I really take those things seriously. Mm -hmm. So for me, I want someone to be on the same page as I would be on. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. want you to want the same things. And I think when you walk into a marriage, it's really important that both parties want the same thing and have the same goals. Um, because if not, then you, it, it probably is not going to last. So what about, because I think when, because um, like I've, I've heard it before and I kind of, feel, it kind of is true. Like going into marriage, like men and women, they, yeah, the goal, their their views should be the same going into it, but I think their approaches are different. Because uh, like they say, men men marry women, you know, wishing that they never change, hoping they never change. And then there's a lot of women that marry men, wishing to try to change them. So men look like men look at you like, well, I don't want you to change. Women like, I want to mold you to how I want you. <laughs> but see. You can't do that. Because even mm -hmm. before marriage is even a, a thought mm -hmm. in a relationship, if that man is not giving you what's needed as just being your boyfriend, mm -hmm. it definitely ain't going to change when he becomes your husband. Because you can't make nobody change. Mm -hmm. If they're not willing to, br to bring things to the table that you know that you need mm -hmm. in a significant other, then maybe that ain't the person you need to be with. Because just because you're with a person don't mean that person is your husband. That don't mean that's, that's your wife. It doesn't mean that you may want it to be that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But that don't, that doesn't mean that that is what that that person is supposed to be, you know, there for yeah. you for. So I feel like um, that God brings people in your life for different reasons to teach you different lessons. Now, as humans, <laughs> we tend to want what we want when we want it. And we don't we don't allow things to come to us that needs to come to us. Mm -hmm. You know, we tend to want what we want, and that's that. And then when it don't work the way we want, then we that's we, the selfish, we upset. That's the selfish part of it. You want you want you want things that's gonna satisfy you and please you, but sometimes you're not willing to give out what you want, look willing to receive what you want to receive. Because a lot of people want the maximum. They want maximum. Um, I guess they want to receive the maximum amount of, I guess, satisfaction, but they want to give out the minimum amount of energy it takes for that other person. So this is kind of, it's kind of weird. You know, you want everything you want and you're going to try and do it, get it requiring the least amount of energy <laughs> that it takes to get it. And that's in love and in relationships too at times. That's what people are measuring. That's when you go under the, the umbrella of, you're not marriage material. That's what I think. And the people also need to learn how to love themselves. Um, I feel like a lot of times people go jump from relationship to relationship with a lot of baggage, a lot of hurt. Um, 
because we're human and we tend to hold on to stuff. But then people don't work on themselves. Mm-hmm. You can't love somebody else or can't nobody love you if you have not worked on you. And to understand who you are as a person and what it is that you actually need mm-hmm. um, for yourself. So um, when you're young, and I'm, I'm speaking from a woman's point of view. Um, Speak. <laughs> you can date when you're younger and you could be in serious relationships, you know, real relationships with people. And you really may have loved those people and thought maybe they could have been your husband. Mm-hmm. But then when you down the line, you grow and you mature and you learn how to love on yourself and love you and learn who you are as a person. And then you meet a person that really show you what love is and you look back on those relationships, past relationships, they may have loved you, mm-hmm. but they wasn't loving you the correct way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That might have been love in that little era, but when you really find a person that love on you and love on you the right way and respect you and don't know drama comes with that, mm-hmm. it just comes so easy. That's how love should feel. But I feel like when we're young, we don't realize that. And some women at this age don't realize that. You right, know? So that, that goes to another another point another point I got. Well, well we skipped a point. We're going to get back to it. Okay. Okay, so um, do you think you... In your in um in your journey in your quest to be to your own self fulfillment, you become the best person. You are loving yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you think you got you can pass up on the person that's meant for you while you're trying to get yourself together? Yeah, or mm-hmm. you can miss out because you're chasing something that ain't right for you. Mm-hmm. You eat that go both ways. You know what I mean? Like you, you try, can either miss out chase Tyrone down the block. Yeah, you could miss out. On a good person that probably could have been meant for you, mm-hmm. but you were busy chasing this person right here because that's what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And you didn't want the person. I think I mentioned this before that my grandma used to always say, shout out Bertha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for some reason, you chase the boy that don't want you or don't think about you the way you think about him. But the boy that show you he rocks with you and love on you, you mm-hmm. don't want that guy. So you can miss out on things by being shut down to love Mm -hmm. because you've been so hurt in the past. Or you could just Mm -hmm. be shut down from Mm -hmm. a person because you are chasing the wrong person. You know what I mean? And like I said, I feel like the older I got um, and just, um, and I'm just going to use us as an example because you are my Mm -hmm. husband. You are the person that was sent to me to be your wife. And you are my husband. I'm putting my my hand over my head. I'm just, <laughs> but I'm just saying this, that I'm glad that I was open to trying love again when you came. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that God sent me you because I felt like when I got, when, when you came to me, um, you really showed me that love can be easy. That it don't have to be a, a battle. You know what I'm saying? Like it came so easy, and and I wasn't. I I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> so well, you know, I'm I'm easy to love. But I'm sure there's a lot of women and men out there that go through that. That that I don't know, ladies. If you were like me, I'm I was more like, okay, I'm into X, Y, and Z. 
So, you know, you look for certain things or you wait to, because I don't trust too easy, too, you know. And so when that comes into play, you may miss out because you don't want to let nobody in. And sometimes you got to let people in. You know, you, you got to be open. You ain't got to be stupid and naive. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But you at least got to be open to let somebody love you. And you definitely can't let a person um, be punished for what other people have done. The way, to, the mm-hmm. best way to look at that is that they were not meant for you, period. Mm-hmm. You know, and because I think sometimes with women, and I don't know if men go through this, you could tell me. Um, but I sometimes think as women, when things don't go right in relationships or you, you steady deal with maybe the same similar type of situations, you start feeling like maybe it's something wrong with you. I think a lot of times women go through that. I think men tearing women down to that point where they feel that way. But yeah, it can go on vice versa. It, it, it's a lot of guys. That, guys are more sensitive than women. So there are a lot of... Well, they, they never show it. Yeah. But they but you see it in their actions. But I... I so I, how, how crazy is that? How crazy is that? A man try their hardest not to show their emotions, but they actually show it within their actions. How crazy is that? But I, I think, too, and I, I hate that sometimes men feel like they can't be vulnerable um, and show emotions because sometimes as women, we want to see that. That's the plight of the black man. You know. The ever struggle. Yeah. The ever elusive struggle of the black man. But I, I think that women want to see that side of men, you know. Because we yeah, we but, always talk about how we're not married. Yeah, stuff. but women say that stuff, and they say, you know, you, you, you show them that you're sensitive or you care, they see they talking about some oh he too soft. And then they go for the dude, or they go for the dude that's like a little like a little, a little rough uh, around yeah, the like edges. a little army thug or whatever he is, you know what I'm saying? And they see, you know, he ain't treating them right. And he's saying it's it's the same exact opposite. Women go after the guys that they wish they can have, that they have for that for the five seconds of their life, and they want to keep forever, but the guy wants to move and groove and they see you know, the women end up getting hurt. But I I'm gonna say this because all exes don't be terrible. It you know it y'all exes, y'all though. no I'm just saying like you could go through y'all trials and tribulations, but then they just want they just want meant for you. They they, they just want the worst person for you. But, hold, but it ain't even it ain't even exes sometimes. It could just be someone you met at the club. You you spent some time with over a two three week span, and then you thought it was gonna be something bigger than what it was and. End of the day, it was it was just you no, know, it was just wow. Well, no, call or Hold on, let me get my. I go here. So it was um, it could be something like that. So it's is it's it's not hard, but at the same time, it's difficult because women women's feelings a lot of the time is it's a it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> well, I I'm gonna start out by saying first of all, you can't assume you're in a relationship with nobody until y'all confirm that. It's a vicious. Cycle. I'm gonna just be honest. You well, can't no, be I'm not saying it's no. Really, I was just I was just saying it's not a relationship. Is is more so we're getting to know each other. But we're you heading have to the, we're heading to that we're heading to that aspect. And a lot of dudes, this is where a lot of dudes mess up. But they the women shows every sign in the world. That they want to, they want some more, and then the guy knows that, but they stay leave them on without the guy actually showing his hand. So he wants to get every. This goes back to I want to get everything I can out of this woman and give her the minimal amount of input to get the maximum amount of output out of, out of this um this friendship, this lustship, situationship, relationship, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then they keep it moving. So. 
I, I just think too, a lot of times it just plays into people just not being honest about what they want. Um, you got to be honest with people. If you know that you're not looking for a certain type of relationship, you know, a, 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 a real relationship and you just, you got to just be honest. Because I think sometimes when it comes to marriage and things like that, uh, I do feel like you know if that person's like if you with somebody, I, I'm going to say it like this. If you dealing with somebody, y'all been with each other for a while and they steady talking about marriage and trying to see where you're at, you know, they're trying to pick your head to see where you at and you know that you either don't want to be married to that person mm -hmm. or you don't want to be married at all. I think you need to be really honest with that person and move on. You 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 need to just let yeah, that person be. You shouldn't keep that person dangling, thinking one way when it's not gonna be that. I mean, in a perfect you just should in a perfect world, yeah. <laughs> but that's not what it is. Because that would devastate me if I was in a situation where um, guys I thought we was that. walking towards marriage, and then all of a sudden one day he just either don't answer calls. Or he just don't want to deal with me, you know. Like that's very traumatizing for a person, whether it's a man or a woman. Yeah, but that's like, traumatizing. It's just in a perfect world. That's you would you would think that. But going back to what was it? Um, but no, I don't think marriage is for everybody. I don't think everybody is meant to be married. I don't. Mm -hmm. Do you? No, I I don't. A lot of people like like the way things the way they have it, and then they're they're unwilling to. You know, compromise with someone else, which is fine. It's totally fine. You like it how you like it, and then that's it. That's cool. If you happy with like that, be happy like that. It's fine. Cause you definitely can't be a selfish person when you married. You can't be. No. Well, you still it's have selfish tendencies. But Maybe you, you gotta know how to compromise though in a marriage. You, you gotta know. I mean, marriage is comp. You know, it's two people. It is, but still, you may want something I may not want, but I'm a compromise with that because I know that's something that's important to you. You gotta, yeah, but pick still, your battles, I guess. But still, it's people are still selfish within marriages. You know, that's yeah. that's just human nature. Oh, yeah. That's just human nature. People are gonna be selfish within marriages, uh, good or bad, right or wrong. It's because you still want some form of yourself. I'm not saying you change yourself within the marriage. But some things you just like the way you like it, and then that's basically that's just what it is, man. Yeah, and then it got it, and then it, that's just where the other person comes into play. It's like, okay, I'm gonna give them a space. Okay, I'm gonna let them have that. Okay, I may not like it, but you know, I'm I'm gonna let them rock the way they rock. That's just what it is. It's, it that goes on both sides. Y'all communicate, and y'all together on a lot of things. Some things y'all ain't never gonna communicate and be on the same level with. And that's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's just the way it go. Yes. <laughs> it definitely does. I want my man cave. Give me my man cave. Um, that I'm not compromising about my space. I'm not doing any of it. Because you know why? Because that's how I keep myself happy. And my that's how I keep myself balanced. <laughs> so, so, leave me alone <laughs> in my man cave. <laughs> so, do you think... Um, I was going to ask you, what makes you think, uh, what makes people not want to get married? It could be, um, it could be a lot of different things. It could be trauma. It could be the household. They, it could be the type of household they've grown up in. A lot of people, um, a lot of single people have come from 
households where they have mother and father in there, but if the relationship that they witnessed their mother and father having is a volatile relationship, a lot of back and forth, a lot of struggle, you know, maybe even just uh, verbal abuse, sometimes some physical abuse. You know, if they experience that, if they grow up as a child and they experience that, then growing up, you know, they whole mindset is going to be like, I don't want to get married. You know, I want to make sure I put myself in the best possible situation I can and make it happen myself. And I don't want a spouse because I don't want I don't want to argue with nobody. I just want peace of mind because a lot of kids when they grow up, if they grow up in a volatile household, they main they main object they main objective in life is to have peace of mind. That's period. You grow up in all the noise. You don't want to go somewhere and be some be somewhere by yourself where it's silence. <clears throat> I'm gonna say this: when I was younger, um, for me, some examples that I had in front of me, it made me not want to get married. Mm-hmm. I felt like um, what was the purpose? What is the purpose of being married if both parties are cheating? What's the purpose? You got a side piece. They got a side piece. To me, y'all just roommates. I don't, I don't get that. Or is one party cheating or, you know, I just, to me, that wasn't what marriage should be. So it made me kind of be like, I don't want to get married. I'm good. Just give me my career. Give me my little townhouse. I'd be happy. Um, so I do believe that whatever examples, it don't even have to be your, your mom, your dad, or whatever. It could just be maybe different family member situations yeah. or whatever you see um, that makes you feel like, yeah, this ain't what it is. I don't want this. Yeah. Or it can push you in the other direction to be like, I'm not going to do that when I get married. But for yeah. me, it was a turn off. You know, because um, I felt like seeing certain situation it was like guys play too much like ain't nobody got time for that like mm-hmm. i'd rather be by myself you know yeah. um so i think there are so many things that can make a person not want to get married and turn you completely off but then it's like then you may miss out on something yeah. just because you already been turned off so early on you know yeah that stuff be traumatizing, man. If it is, it, it really is. Growing up in a household, you know, like that. that or just seeing, and even if it wasn't your household, yeah. Um, and you just saw other family member situations, and you just be sitting there like, "What's really going on?" Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want this. <laughs> so I, that that was me. I I saw certain situations um, that just didn't make sense to me. And I didn't, I didn't want that. I just thought like I'm good on that. I'd rather be by myself than to be dealing with that and being hurt, having kids and things like that. So I didn't want kids, and and there was some other reasons why I didn't want kids. But um, I I personally do believe that things that you see as a kid or you may deal with personally can cause you to not want certain things for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. I am glad that I later on changed my mind on a few things. I got the best son in the world. Love mm-hmm. him to death, death. I got the best husband. Um, no, she so I, she ain't got the best husband. I do. I'm just to regular, me. I'm just a regular guy. To me. Um, so I'm glad I did have a change of heart and allow things to take place in my life the way it, I mm-hmm. guess God saw fit. But 
It definitely can persuade you to be like, uh, I'm good on yeah, that. It definitely can. It could even go beyond the child. It could be go. It's just that one relationship. That or that had, one, yeah. Where it, it was just so bad and it was just so hurtful, and it really, it really deeply cut and scarred you. Where you just like, I'm, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be in a relationship no more. I don't want to get married. I don't want none of that. You know, when it comes to bad relationships, um, they are traumatizing. And they can affect you way after. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. person long gone, depending on what was going on in that situation. Yeah. And it makes you hard. It makes it, I mean, it makes you, it makes, it makes it hard for you to love or trust or whatever yeah. the case might be. So. It's something else. I remember I had a, I had a, one of my first girlfriends. I, it was one, it was, she called me one time. I was eating some crab legs. <laughs> And then she called me and broke up with me. It was just some, it was some dumb shit too. <laughs> I was like, I was eating crab legs. She broke up with me. Every time for a while, I got like, I don't want no damn crab legs. <laughs> I don't want to eat no crab legs. <laughs> she broke up my ass. I was eating these damn crab legs. So you don't want no crab legs? No, I ain't want no. It was a long time. I was like, I don't want no damn crab. I ain't want no damn crab legs. No, that's funny. I think I went through phases where I remember when I had a breakup. Um, and me and that person was together for a little while too. Um, I couldn't listen to a particular album. Mm. I listened to that album for years. See, that's that that's that female shit right there. Like it just irritated me for certain songs to come on. It was just like uh, y'all y'all ask me y'all be banishing <laughs> y'all be getting rid of whole y'all be throwing whole arrows out. <laughs> I, whole arrows. You know what? It's you know it's bad. Oh five to two thousand ten. I don't fuck with nothing. No music. No nothing in that. Fuck all that in that era. It's like damn, you gonna throw five years of your life Man, away? Man, it and it was so funny because I love that particular album. I played it to death. It was a really good album, <laughs> but it was like. Yeah, I can't listen to this. And I didn't listen to it for a while. Because it was just like, oh my God. But shout out to exes. Look, let's shout out our exes. Shout out. Shout out nothing to them. I told you. I don't remember. Thank you. No. Thank you for being an ex. I don't remember nothing. Before. <laughs> I don't remember nothing before I get married. It's like when I got married, I'm like, okay, now I don't remember nothing before I get married. <laughs> Look, I, don't know, I don't know Nathan. I, well, I'm gonna shout out your exes. Go ahead. Shout, shout out. out to Justin exes. Whoever y'all is. Thank you for becoming the ex because then that helped me become well, the wife. So. Whatever, whatever y'all is. I don't know nothing. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm, I I do a fight, but I do think that sometimes past relationships, boy, I don't know, but I think that is a female thing. Like you, you don't want to hear a song. You don't want to see a certain movie yeah. no more. It be it, yeah, it get rough as a female. Mm-hmm. You just be like, I'm that's, good. That's whole hardly a female thing. <laughs> like I'm good. You do you, boo. Yeah. Y'all be be tripping, man. (laughs) So, 10 years of your... Every album in the last 10 years, every hairstyle, every everything in 10 years, y'all like, I don't want none of that. Shout out to Fantasia, because Fantasia was... Y'all be throwing away restaurants, the whole thing. Like, I ain't I don't think I threw out no restaurants, man. Man, I remember remember one time, once again, (laughs) I don't remember nothing. Just this one thing. I I remember one time, man, um... I took a, I took a girl, you know how you talking about y'all be, we we have our own spots. I took a I took a different girl to a, a restaurant me and my ex used to go to, and she found out and she's like, how could you take her there? I'm like, what? I, 
that is definitely a girl thing because <laughs> that's a girl because I think I've done that. Taylor like because they got some shit. I used to love that seafood pasta, but I'm like shit. That seafood pasta bag, you know, I'm gonna stop eating that shit because of your ass. That is funny. <laughs> that is hilarious, right there. No way, Jose. I took. A, I put the other one on. I was like, I got somebody to take you, girl. <laughs> That's hilarious. And she put me on that spot too. So that's hilarious. Because yep. I think I've done that before. Like uh, me, one me and my one of my exes, we we had like a cup, two spots that we would go to. Mm-hmm. And so like when we stopped talking or whatever, and down the line, you know, you 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 be out, you don't hate the person that bad about. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I know you ain't taking nobody to. And then it was a particular song that we liked, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. You better not be calling nobody else that like, like yeah. Yeah, you ain't got nothing to do with them no more. <laughs> yeah, us girls, we we be getting in our feelings. That's hilarious. Spot got some good wings. That is hilarious. Some good pasta, <laughs> and they put me on too. Yeah, it's fucked up. They put me on. I just want it, but I don't care. I like the food. So like, so we would have broke up. Yeah. And we, you, you, you wouldn't, you would be mad if I took somebody to a spot we went to. You gotta eat. <laughs> What the what Ice Cube say? Hoes gotta eat too. <laughs> we all gotta eat, love, baby. I'm like, man, hoes gotta eat too. <laughs> you still what you talking about, man? You you better believe I'm still going to pop it off. No, I think that's a, I think that's definitely a girl thing. I think you. that's a, a female thing. If real. I see you at pop it off, I'm nod my head. I'm like, hmm. There you go. You order what you order yep. when we was together. Yep, it was good. I'm gonna look at dude like her last name still Williams. <laughs> Anybody, yeah, all right, you know what time it is, brother. You stupid. <laughs> she ain't going nowhere. But it's funny, though, because it really do be like that. Like, I don't know, us females, we be we be in our feelings. We, we really do. <laughs> he took her there. I understand, girls. I love. Yeah. Been there, done that. Yep. So, okay, so we talked about um, is marriage for everybody. We talked about what makes people not want to get married. So then... How do you know you're ready for marriage, though? Like, how do you know, okay, yes, she the one, or he's the one? How do you know that? Mm-hmm. You know what? I guess you know when you, when you have that feeling you can't live without that person, Like then it's like, you know, this person the one. Sometimes it's a little bit deeper because there'd be some crazy people out here. they meet somebody in two weeks like, oh, my God, I need to speak with her. But it'd be, it be motherfuckers like that. Yeah, like, I ain't never been that shit. Overall, if, you, if you're perfectly sane. You if some, I met somebody, you somebody you want me to be your wife in two weeks, you don't even know oh my me. God, like, like we got wrong. I've known you my whole life. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a hug. Like, I'm going to um, need you to, mm-mm, no boo. <laughs> yeah, but, um, it just, it, I don't know, it's just a feeling. The people that don't know the feeling, they won't understand. But the people that's married or the people that's been in relationships for a while and plan yeah. on popping questions, I feel like they will understand. I agree It's just a you. feeling you get, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's, I, that's who I want to be with. It's like, I'm content being with this person. This person satisfied me. I'm, I'm, I don't want to look. I'm not looking for anybody else. And it's someone you can be totally free with. You can do anything. You can do anything outlandish in front of that person that love you regardless. That's basically what it is. They, 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 they wash your dirty socks, your dirty drawers, your dirty everything. And they still love you the same way. You, you can take your wig off in front of them. 
show your little bald ass head or your braids, or don't show show your head. Baby, look at my edges ain't here. You show all that, and they'll be like, "Girl, you crazy? You still pretty to me, girl? No edges and everything." And if y'all comfortable doing that to y'all guys, you know, amongst other things, here pass me a pad and all that other shit y'all be doing. Don't want nobody to see it. y'all putting underneath the covers and all that shit. You know, scratching me with scratch. Well, I ain't gonna say me. I'm gonna say y'all scratch y'all husbands, y'all boyfriends with them terrible toes y'all be having. And then they be like, girl, you crazy. <laughs> you know, you. I think you, you said that very well. Um, That's love, man. I feel like... Accepting the flaws, embracing them, and being comfortable with, it, comfortable with yourself in your flaws around that other person. Yeah, I think, um, you know, when you're ready, when you really give that person all of you completely. And you are that... You're very comfortable with that person. And definitely... Um, when you when you realize like you know what if we was to go our separate ways I don't know if I could do this without that person yeah um I agree with you I think that when you really are in love with a person and love a person it's a feeling that you can't really describe unless you've experienced that feeling yeah and that that is the honest truth um I do feel like sometimes people I swear to God swear to God. Um, I do feel like people sometimes use the word love so loosely and they really don't know what love means. And so I've always been a true believer of don't just use that word just because it sounds good. Like, please don't do that. I, I, I just, I don't want you just saying, Keisha, I love you. Like what is love? Well, like what, why, why do you love me? You need to be able to answer that for me. It ain't even about an It's about your actions. That's Actions, no. Actions do speak louder than words, but you should be able to tell a person why you love them. Yeah. If you truly do love that person, you should be able to answer that. Yeah. But actions, yeah, your actions, but I also want you to be able to tell me why you love me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You say the word so loosely, I want to know why, though. So, because people just say it just to be saying it. Because they think that's what, what a person want to hear. And, you know. Yeah, I'm, so. not, I'm not one to go around throwing the L word yeah, out. Yeah, I'm with I you. Don't even, I, I'm married. I don't even throw the L word out all the time. <laughs> I'm married. I think <laughs> so, that's a man thing. It's like, nah. I'm not. I, don't, I just don't do that. It ain't never been my vibe. But you say, but you, but you, your actions show it. And yeah. that's just not you in general. So. Yeah. Um. And there are a lot of guys like that too. They may not use the word loosely like that, or but they action show it, and yep. you know what I mean. So there are some guys. I'm just talking about the ones that just be saying and just to be saying. Yeah, a lot of them. Those are those are the manip- manipulators. Those are the ones that say it. But their actions don't even something. fit it. Yeah, they they say it. They say so. it to get something. This that's another that's another um, another way to be selfish in a relationship. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You telling her what she want to hear so you but can get what that. you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I love you. I do anything for you. You know you my number one audible. And next thing you know, after you after you hit or you get you get that new PlayStation out of her, and next thing you know, two weeks later, you're on to the next chick saying the same thing. So. So if there's anybody out there that. that um, I think I do it for the PlayStation 2, though. That's, that, that new PlayStation <laughs> cold, though. I ain't going to lie. They got a new one out? 
The PS the PS five. Oh, I thought I'm like I'm enjoying my PS five. No, I ain't I even have to say no I ain't even have to say no bullshit to get it either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of you niggas out here saying that bullshit. I, I ain't tripping on it. Y'all got it. <laughs> we ain't hating on you. Uh, we ain't nah, hating this on tax you. season too. You know how much you know how much fuckery finna be going on. You know what I mean? Oh, it's gonna be a whole promises? lot of dudes uh sitting here sweet talking some shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? False promises finna be made. Up in Girl, you know I love you. I can't. It's me. You gotta buy me this car so I can help you support. So I help you support. Um, you're taking your kid to the um to daycare. You gotta buy me this car so I can get me a job. So we I can get us. <laughs> so we I can come up with the money to get us a new uh place to stay. Now see, I ain't never done that. I ain't never put a a car in my name for no man. That would no, 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 no. Hey. <laughs> Talking about my boyfriend. I'm putting that. I'm just Hell saying. no. You gonna, put this, you gonna put this kind of name? Man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I should be doing it. Girl, no. Come on, you know I love you. You got the bread. You know I, I hit you back with it. I got you. And my response would be love ain't got shit to do with it. <laughs> like, no. What's the got no. to do with it? That's why all these chicks got tickets and all these boots on their cars because they uh, sitting out here buying these boys these cars and they ain't thinking about them. Yeah, they're running to uh, Rashonda down the block, boy. Because they buy pookie and mookie uh, cars you and got stuff. Got them, the ben- them other women reap the benefits of mm-hmm. what you were sowing no. in the man. No. How crazy is that? And it happens every day. A different woman reaps the benefits of what another woman sows in the man. That that's, is true. That's a bar right there. I'm going to get that it tag on It is true. It's true because I've watched men sit here and be with a woman and don't do half of what she wanted, you know, him to do. Mm-hmm. And then moved on to the next chick and everything that she wanted him to be, he was for the next chick. Skip all that. I ain't yeah. with nobody for the next You know what, man? I gotta, I'm going to go online tomorrow because I'm... um. That's ridiculous. I'm... um. Dang. But it happens every day. It really does. I'm uh, what's the what's the joint when you be um, when you be branding that when you be legally having oh, that? Oh, uh, trademark. I'm trademark that. <laughs> Ripping the benefits of another what another woman sold. It's true though, hmm. and it happens to me too. A man could be with a woman and. That, that Put all that man, work in, and then the next man get what he wants. Reaping them yeah. benefits of what a, another man is sold. Ain't nobody got time for that. Like you put all that work in. That's you a church been, sermon right there. Yeah, it really is, That's and you have been through hell. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, but you know what I say to that though. Shout out to any of my exes that's married now, got a a a, a relationship, and I'm I'm happy for that chick. But hey, yeah, she talking to you. If 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 he's a better him for you, good for you, but no. Yeah, she talking to you, nigga. <laughs> yeah, you know who you are. Nope, 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 nope. And <laughs> any of Justin asks if... <laughs> I ain't got no issues. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, Look, I, nothing. I know nothing. I, I, I see nothing. I'm, I'm totally happy. That's one thing about me. Like, I, I'm not holding no... I don't hold no grudges or anything like that. Now, we can't be no besties or nothing, but... I ain't never sitting here hoping none of my exes are just miserable or nothing like that. I hey, if they if it's the chick out here that hey, was able see, to, it could be they can go back to one of the subjects we just what? went over. They could have not been ready at the time, and you could have been just perfect for them at that time. But since they wasn't ready, you passed through their life like a season. Uh, hey, and came right home to daddy. Hey. hey. Hey, right on the day. Hey, I'm, I, I shout out to exes once again. 
Yeah, nigga. <laughs> talking to you, nigga. So, like I said, if any of them are married or in relationships and are happy, I am happy for them. Wherever you at, nigga. Because I'm definitely happy over here. She happy over here, nigga. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see. Um, what I was going to ask you. Um, yeah. Oh, well, we talked about our. how do you know if you're ready. And I definitely yeah. agree with you. We we agree on that. It's just the feeling that you have. Um, and you definitely can't live without that person. You see your future with that person. Um, and you want to build with that person. It's the vibes, man. It's the vibes, man. Yeah, so I agree with you on all of that. I think I think that you'll definitely know. So if there's anybody that's out there, especially because Valentine's Day is around the corner, and you may be thinking that you want to pop the question, and you like, "Eh, I don't know, I don't know. If you know you can't live without that person, and that person make you feel whole, that person bring value to your life. Fam, if you bought that ring and she says she got to get at you, Valentine's Day is on a Sunday. If she telling you she got to get you on a Monday, man, take that ring back. I'm telling you that shit right now. If you don't see her the whole weekend, you got everything planned, and she said something came up. Man, we all, was trying to do positive vibes. We wasn't trying to do negative vibes. We didn't do positive no, vibes. No, I ain't we, trying to have my people out here looking like suckers. No, man, take that shit back, man. We, we was trying to do net positive. Right. Valentine's, we about love. We she, trying to... she real positive. Baby. <laughs> she... See, you messed up the vibe. I was going for the ones that's really in love that may be... He thought he was in love. No, baby. We wasn't going down that road. We we was trying to go down the road of yeah, love. I'm just keeping you real. And maybe there's somebody out there that's thinking about going down that path and ain't sure. Black love. Yeah. So, let's not be negative. Let's think positive. Keep one eye open. Lord Jesus. Like CBS. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, I'm asking you, do you think there is somebody for everybody? Yes. I do. Depending on different times. It could be that right person you could have passed up on, or they could have passed up on you. So it's all about timing. Yeah, I agree. Because even people that are single and saying they never gonna find nobody, sometimes they already pass up on a person that's meant for them. You know, or sometimes they just haven't ran, he haven't ran to them yet. That other person is not ready to receive them yet. I so, totally agree with you. I think there is somebody for everybody, but I also yeah. think you got to be obedient. You got to wait. Um, Wait for who's meant for you mm-hmm. and not rush the process and trust the process and trust that God got you and that he's going to, you know, put what you need before you. Um, I do really do believe that. I think sometimes as humans, you know, mm-hmm. in our nature, we want what we want when we want it yep. instead of being more disciplined and trust the process. And I'm just, you know, sometimes you got to sit back, love on you. Learn who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, learn your body. Learn who you are. Because even if you fully grown, you mm-hmm. don't always know who you are. You may think you do because you've lived and been through, but that doesn't mean you really do. So you got to just be disciplined. Sit back and trust that that person will come to you. Stop yeah. looking for them. Let them come to you. Come and time. one thing I want to say, stop choosing who choose you. Because that be the other thing sometimes. People keep letting people come in their world that's choosing them. Sometimes you need to choose. You know? See? Your bar ain't as good as my bar. I'll just let you know that. Don't right. hate. <laughs> don't hate. Hey, man, my bar is I don't spit bars. I can't rap. My bar is I can't sing. I, I, I don't hit bars, but. I'm just saying. You just, whatever. <laughs> See, guys, he just messing up my little, uh, whatever. Keep one eye open. 
CBS. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time to fool with you. Well, guys, we're going to wrap up this segment. Um, like I said, if there's anybody out there that's in love and think they're ready for marriage, don't be afraid. Be open. Um, and go with your heart. And go with what you feel. Because you'll know mm-hmm. if big, it's right. Trust me. Big tenfold. So we'll be right back with segment two. Segment two. All right. We're back with segment two. Let's go. We're going to talk about for segment two how substance abuse affect families. So something serious. So I'm a little, get back to the, uh, the seriousness a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. So I guess the first question I'm going to ask you, do you think substance abuse can go from generation to generation? Um, yeah, I think, I think it can. Um, it's sad. But it, it definitely can, because um, a lot of traumas that your like your parent has, they got that from somewhere, and typically is is from their parent, and their parents' demons came from their parent. Um, so it's it's definitely it's not all the time it's passed down, but I do believe it's a good percentage of times where someone's problem stems from their childhood and their parents going through something because a lot of sometimes um it can be generational mm-hmm. um like alcohol mm-hmm. um a lot of times it runs in the family mm-hmm. and it just goes from generation to generation and sometimes with substance abuse it comes from just a trauma that you had and that you using whatever that substance may be to bury Mm-hmm. Whatever trauma you may have. That pain. Yeah, so sometimes I do think it could be generational. Because um, yeah. just like there's children that are addicted to drugs because their parents were drug addicts. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and if they don't get the proper care or things that they need, then not, mm-hmm. you know, because it's in their system when they're born. Mm-hmm. So I do believe it could be generational. Sometimes if it depends on the setup of your, your family, your household, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But then sometimes people just have substance abuse just because of the trauma they have made. Maybe they've mm-hmm. been raped or molested or beaten or whatever case, whatever trauma it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and they use that just to bury something that happened to them so they don't have to face it. Because a lot of times when you hear people talk about their substance abuse... Um, the first thing they'll sometimes say is that it doesn't hurt as bad. Mm-hmm. And then that caused them to keep either drinking or using drugs because it numbs them. Right. But when that high goes away, they everything it, it, it crashes them and everything is in front of them again. Mm-hmm. So it's just a bad cycle. Um, so I do believe um, that it could be generational. It, it is sad when you see situations like that where maybe... There's children of August. We was just watching our show, um, Love After Lockup, yep. and the young lady on there um, was on the streets at a very early age and was yep. introduced to things that sh- no kids should be introduced to. Mm-hmm. But then we found out on the last episode that her grandmother mm-hmm. was a drug addict and the grandmother parents was drug addicts. Yep. 
and put her in situations where she was sexually abused. Then she did it to her daughter, and she was being sexually abused because they're in there getting doped up, and nobody knows what's it's going a, on. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, and it really crushed me to hear her say how her grandmother would try to go sell her for a hit. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of people that go through these things, um, and sometimes it'd be really shocking because as a parent, mm-hmm. the first thing I guess for me is like, even if I wasn't a parent, I would be like, how could you? But then you have to think like these people don't even be in their right mind. The only no. thing they're worried about is that whatever they 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 demon is like. And they can't even you know. give you when they can't give you the answer that you're looking no. for. That's and that's one of the most strenuous parts to it. Also, is when you get of age and you and you have the when you have the power and you have the strength to confront the situation, the other person may not have it. And then when you come to them and then they say, well, you know, you know, that, that has nothing to do with me. You know, that's not my fault this happened. You know, at least I was doing my own. It's like they, they, don't, they don't give you the answer you're looking for. There is no sorries. There is no I messed up big time. There's just another excuse. You know, well, I was going through this at that time. And I they didn't make, make excuses you do this. for a lot of things. Yeah. And sometimes that could set you, the person that's just tricky. striving to be better. That's looking for answers on the road to their recovery or the world on, on the road to them just want answers. That sets them back. That could set them back easily years. And that could cause them, some people could cause them to be relapsed. Because um, they're like, you know what, what, what's the use? What is this? I'm just, this is what I'm going to be. This is all I'm going to be. And then, too, um, when you're dealing with a person that's an alcoholic or a drug addict, it's very frustrating, especially if you're a child of a person that has done drugs or um, abused alcohol, it's really hard as the child in the situation because they don't never understand the hurt they've caused. Mm -hmm. um, And they don't really own up to it. Mm -hmm. They kind of go around it and justify or they put blame on other people. So why they do the things or the choices they made. Um, And it makes it really frustrating to deal with those type of situations and those type of people and sometimes you either have to choose sometimes you're not going to get the answers you want nope you're not going to get the closure you need as the child in the situation or anybody that's involved but you know dealing with these people because they don't they don't own up to the choices they've made or the decisions mm-hmm. they made. And true enough, mm-hmm. true enough, they, they're abusing drugs or alcohol or whatever. And a lot of times they're not in their right mind. But then I still mm-hmm. believe that people need to be accountable for the things they've done. And I believe that in these type of situations, you have to be able to receive what a person is saying that you've done to them. Whether mm-hmm. you agree or not. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like when you've done drugs or alcohol, you have the right to tell an individual, I didn't do anything to you. Yeah, I agree. I, I just don't. Because um, everyone knows as children, you, uh, children observe everything. They don't say a lot, but they see everything. They hear everything. Even the most, even when you're trying to have everything that you want to have, or you're trying to have your own demons, trust me, it comes through, and the children see it. Then you have parents out here that have addictions, and their children are not aware of it. Mm-hmm. And then you lose a parent. To addiction and it that's a hurtful thing mm-hmm. um to not really realize that a person that you love dearly has an addiction um and then it makes you feel like well what could i've done 
you know, it, it, it puts you in a, a, a tough situation because you wasn't aware there mm-hmm. was an issue um, with mm-hmm. your loved one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a documentary a couple of years ago um, on HBO. And it was talking about um, addiction. Um, these It was about, well, I think it was about three or four families in the documentary. Um and their loved ones was addicted to what everybody is doing now, right now. Heroin and what they put into the heroin to mix the heroin. Okay. And it was a really sad documentary to watch. Uh, couples and found their loved ones, oh, you know, overdosed mm-hmm. and things like that. And, um, and they kept trying to help them through their addictions and things. And it's it's a very long journey for both parties for the person that has the addiction and for the family that loves and care for them and fighting for them to to get to the other side yeah so i salute anybody that has ever had an addiction so whether it was alcohol mm-hmm. or drugs and you have really fought that fight to clean yourself up and to yeah i salute you um yeah. because i know that's a hard journey to go through. And so I salute you for fighting that fight. Definitely. Because you definitely need the support. You know, it, and it's a lot of people out here that do have the support, but they can't mm-hmm. they can't kick it. They can't get mm-hmm. through it. So um, I just, I do want to show people love that have ever fought that battle. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely something else. It was Because just like everyone else, like me, just like a large percent of people growing up in your household, You've been around a parent or someone that's had some type of substance abuse. Mm-hmm. And for my case, it was my dad. He had some substance abuse. And it was all through my childhood. It was one day, I guess, he just woke up and he was like, you know, I don't want to do this no more. He, he went to church a lot. It was a lot of Lord helping him. And it was just his own personal strength as a man. He was like, I don't want to do this no more. And then he just went cold turkey and never looked back. And that was years ago. It was It was probably like 10 years ago, maybe. And I was in the strength of him. I definitely salute my dad because, you know, it was he was going through a lot, man. A lot I didn't see. Some stuff I did see. And then you know, some stuff I tried to, you know, like, hey, you going to do it? Don't do it in the house. You know, go outside and do it. You know, so that was my thing. It was just like, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. I was only a kid, so I really didn't know what to do. But our kids, they experienced that. Well, they like, you know what? I, I witnessed this. I don't ever want to use drugs, and I I was one of them kids. Yeah, I yeah I smoked I smoked weed back in the day. It wasn't nothing consistently. I did not drunk, but it was only socially. So, but I've never and still to this day, I've never been the one just to consistently do drugs or anything like that because I like having a clear I have a clear frame of mind and, and sound decision making. That's just me though. It's because I've experienced it and I just made the personal choice. Like I don't ever want to introduce drugs into my house. You know, and to have it affect my house, my family. So that that's all that was. That's been my experience from dealing with substance abuse in my house. I was the one that said I don't want to do it. You I, know, I agree with you, and I I do think a lot of families, especially in our era, if you an eighties baby, mm-hmm. um, a oh, lot yeah. of a lot of us that were born in the early eighties, parents were raised by grandparents because their parents got addicted to crack. Yep. Um, that's just what it was, to be honest. And so, um, 
and it it's become such a big problem with heroin and things in these you mm-hmm. know last few years I mean it's always been a problem but mm-hmm. um it's so many people out here that like well before I go there what I was about to say was um for me I guess I always thought like because you know how in school you learn about drugs you learn you know so I always thought like I don't want to try that because that one time you hooked. Mm-hmm. And that always stayed in my mind from what you learned in school and mm-hmm. things like that. And so I'm like, I don't want to try nothing. That if I just try one time, mm-hmm. I can't kick it, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, I was like, no, I don't never. It made me like, no. But then I've watched loved ones close to me go through that journey. And it hurt me to my core. Yep. Because it was nothing I could do to help them. Um, and it was getting out of control. And so, to the point where they were selling their items. Yep. You know, and dope boys coming to get their stuff. And it, it was a lot, you know. And so, I feel like when you see your loved ones go through things like that, it affects you. Because you love your family. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. It's a lot. So, um, I do try to teach. I think I I do a good job at teaching my son about certain things because I don't like the sugarcoat things. Um, But he hasn't had to be introduced to any of that because you don't do, you know what I mean? But I do realize when he leaves his house, it may be somebody that try to give him something or, you know. um, It could be a kid in school. Or lace some weed. You know, know, try to have him smoke weed for the first time and lace it it with something else. He could go off to college. He could be something in college. Yeah, so I do try to be very transparent with with our son and tell him and talk to him about things because just like Justin, I've seen things. I've experienced Mm -hmm. things. and, um, And it touched me in a way that for me, I knew I just didn't want, like you said, you just knew that you didn't want to do yeah. certain things. So you you didn't want to test those waters, but... Um, I've distanced myself from friends, good friends I grew up with, because they just, they had, the only thing they wanted to do was just sit around and smoke weed and drink. I'm like, man, that's not my environment. That's not, I don't want to, I don't want to put myself in that environment. I don't know. I didn't think nothing was gonna happen to me. It's just like you just don't want to be. Yeah, it's just I'm yeah. like this is what this is it. Like this ain't it for me. So that's what it was. And I and I just myself from a lot of good friends just because I didn't want to be around them smoking weed twenty four seven. Now, one thing that I. How do you help a person that has substance abuse? Like I, I've always felt like um, that's like a hard thing. Because I, I, I do feel like you can't help a person who don't want change. And so... That's true. Um, I always felt like, well, how do you help a person? Because m- my mother is drinks heavenly more than I probably would want her to. And I feel like when she drinks, it turns her into a very mean individual. Mm-hmm. And then I don't want to... Um, it's hard. Because I, I, I believe it steps to it. Because that stuff, it stuff shakes the whole family. That's it's, it's very heartbreaking, you know, because it the way it affects the children, then it affects the family as a whole. Because you, you do everything you can to try and help that person. Um, you know, talk to them, 
trying to support them. But at the end of the day, it's like you, they have to make that decision they want to change for themselves. You know. It's frustrating. Yeah. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Because it affects everybody. You know, you want everyone to do good. You want everyone to get better as human beings as themselves. I'm trying know, to get this people. out. <laughs> Take it um, Take It's frustrating. I need to keep talking you get together. Huh? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. It's frustrating um, when you have a parent like that. Yeah. Because it's been a journey for me mm-hmm. with my mother. As much as I love her, even though she didn't raise me, but her demons sometimes, it takes a toll. And so for me, I've had to distance myself. I've had to um, remove my son from the situation as well to protect him. Um, Because I'm the type of person you could do or say (laughs) anything to me. But when it comes to my son, that's just off limits. Uh, so, as much as I love my mother and and have tried to work on our relationship, it has just gotten to the point for me, it just, I can't. Yeah. She has, she drinks and she may dabble in other things or whatever. Um, not really sure because she's never done nothing in front of me. But just sometimes with her actions, it makes me feel like, you know, but drinking for sure. And it just to me makes her a mean person. And I just don't like to be around it at yeah. this point. And so it really affects it affects rather people that are that have addictions realize it affects your kids. Whether they're young or if they're adults. It it affects them. Because it's like you're struggling to have a relationship and deal with whatever it is. But then because of the substance abuse, it it just is a lot. Mm -hmm. Because they don't be who they are. You know what I'm saying? They they become a different type of person. And so, um, I personally have come to a point where I don't really know how do you help a person Mm -hmm. that needs help. Because first, before you can help, they really do have to admit their faults, what they need to work on as a person and whatever it is that's bothering them to make them do the things that they're doing and make the choices that they make. Um, That's just how I feel. Um, Because you just can't help a person who don't want it or they don't see that they're doing anything wrong. You know, and I do understand that people go through things and they do try to bury it or whatever the case may be. We've all been through things. Yep. You know, I, I, I've been through things in, in my 37 years of living, you know, um, but it's never caused me to want to go do drugs. It ain't never caused me to want to, you know, drink and so I can't function or, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it didn't take me down that road and I'm thankful for that and I thank God for that. Yeah. That I've had the mind frame to just, I guess, beat that battle, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but... It is it's a hard thing, and so. Um, you lose so much when you, when you go through that, when you're dealing with someone that has substance abuse. Because it could be someone that's a perfectly functioning person, 
and then a substance takes a hold of them, and then they lose so much, and it can happen so quick. It can happen so quick. Their whole life could be things that they can do. You know, it it would take their whole life to try and regain. And it's crazy. And it's just based on you know this just their life, and all they see is them revolving around their substance. And I've watched people be functional, like they can go to work every day. They can, you know. Yeah. And I'm just like, huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you have some that can really just function like a like they don't do anything yeah. and and go to work, take care of their family and things. But sooner or later, that's gonna come back to you. Yeah. Either later on in life you're going to have health problems that you can't, you know, control yeah. or whatever the case may be because that stuff eats at you yeah. and it slowly kills and you. So your kidneys are gone. You know what I mean? So it causes health problems down the line, but it's it's a hard thing and it definitely touched home in, in many ways. But um, when you when you go to that, when you go, when you, when you go back to that question saying, what do you do? It's like, like I say, it's in stages. It's you, you, the family does everything they can do to help. Then that's it. Just gets to a point where it just gets so stressful. You know, it's a burden on the whole family. Then they go to a point where it's, you have to give help on your own, and then they take all their resources away from that person. You know, and then that person has to decide what they want to do. Do they really want to continue on the path they own, or do they want to change their life and be around their family? You know, be a benefit and asset to their family because. You know, the hardest thing, it, it takes a toll on loved ones, man. Especially the people that love and want that person to do better. Or if, if um, for the loved ones that have lost someone because of an overdose. Or yeah. The hurt that's left behind when that person leaves this earth. Hurt and anger. It's it's a lot because there's so many unanswered questions. It's so many. Um, yeah. Why this and why you didn't stop or mm-hmm. all of that, you know, and then you mourning the death of that person as well. Um, it's a hard journey because even though that person may have been doing whatever they was doing because they were hurting, it just makes the person that's left though, why you can talk to me? Yeah. Why, you know what I mean? Like, what could I have done to help you? Or didn't you know that I loved you so much? You know, like, these are all the things that you, you have raced through your mind <laughs> when you lose somebody that way. Um, yeah. And then you just start questioning what you should have done. Should I have called more? Mm-hmm. Should I have done, you know, uh, checkups more on that person to see what their mental was? You know, all of that, and I just feel like the the loved ones that's left behind when you lose a person to an overdose, um, it's a hard journey mm-hmm. for the ones that's left there. Yeah, it is. It, it's a hard one, and a lot of mixed feelings about about what took place and what happened, especially if you may not have been aware that that person had a problem. Mm-hmm. It makes it even worse. I feel like. The only thing you can do is just take it one day at a time. So, um, if there's anybody that's out there that is on either end, you have an addiction, um, and you really truly want to get help with that addiction, um, there's hotlines, there's places you can go. Um, And I know it's a hard journey, but 
I really challenge you to do it for yourself first and also do it for your loved ones that's really fighting yeah. for you to cross that path to 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 cleaning cleaning up and being sober. I, I do. Definitely. You ever come to a point where you find you feel like you're not strong enough to keep keep, and you gonna relapse. keep fighting, man? Think about your family. Think about your kids. Yeah. You know, think about the people that, that how the it'll pain them not to see you here no more, to see on the path you're on. You got to think about this stuff. You can use that as your strength. If you feel like you're not strong enough to ro- walk that road on your own, just know, just look at the people and think about the people you know is in your corner that love you to death and want better for you. Let them be your strength. Yeah. If you feel like you're too tired and you can't do it, let them be your strength. I, I totally agree. And don't get me wrong, I get that um, a lot of times mental health plays into that depression mm-hmm. um anxiety a whole lot of things play into why people turn to drugs or get addicted to pills whatever it is they may be addicted to um because like i've already spoken to you guys i suffer from anxiety um i have my good days i have my bad days um but i've never i don't <laughs> to be honest i don't even like the medicine they give for anxiety i don't like that it make you feel like a zombie yeah um so I I deal with my anxiety on my own um, and find ways for me to 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 uh, deal with it. So I do understand sometimes that life can get the best of you. Depression is a serious thing. Um, yeah, take your time. It's okay. It's a battle for a lot of people. It's a real serious thing. When I lost my dad, I went into a deep depression. And I felt like I was not going to come out of it. But what helped me get through it was my son and my husband. Um, And so I get it. You know, I do. Depression is real. Mental is real. Your mental health is real. And so I just challenge people to get the help that they need um and just be strong and fight through it because there's definitely a rainbow on the other side and i know that sounds corny all the time man. but there is light at the end of the tunnel it um is. so and i'm just speaking from from somebody that definitely deals with anxiety and um, then the depression sometimes can play a role when you have anxiety. And so, um, I just, I challenge you to get the help that you need. Rather, you may need to take medication for depression or anxiety or, um, or go talk to somebody, get yeah. counseling, therapy, whatever it may be to help you work through these difficult phases. Cause believe me not. Life is going to always be life. You're going to always have challenges. You're going to always have things that come and hit you that just come out of nowhere. Um, That's just life. But you got to learn how to balance it and learn how to get through it and walk through it. And it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? You're going to get through the storm. Um, Take it one day at a time. So I hope that um, I didn't think I was going to get all emotional um, talking about this, but I know you was gonna get them <laughs> I'm a crybaby, y'all. Um, but it it hits home, and I do really, I really do um, 
care about people and their well-being because I know the challenges that I face. Yeah. And if I if I let it take me down a rabbit hole, I don't I don't want to know what that feel like to not come back to the to, to the light. I don't mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I don't want to test those waters. So I just challenge you guys and know that you have people that love you. You know what I mean. That yeah. that rock with you. You know, sometimes it may not be your immediate family or, you know what I mean? You would be Whoever. surprised who comes out yeah. and extends their hand to you. It, it could be, be just be a friend, a cousin, a, you know, it don't have to always just be your immediate family. Yeah. It could be anybody. So, just lean on them, you know, and let them be there for you if you have that support system. And, and if you don't have that support system... Get counseling. There's so many other things out here that can help you get through the things that, you know what I'm saying, you need to work on. And I said I said this previously. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I'm always going to say it. If you, know, if you guys know anybody that's out there that's struggling, mm-hmm. they battle yourself, or you know they're going through a hard time. Check on them. Man, check on them, man. You don't know what that do. That, like I said, that could save their life. Yeah. You don't know their mindset before you call them. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um... When my father passed away, one of my cousins, she called me every single day. And all she got from me was me crying. <laughs> and I told her, like, once I got better, I was like, I know I got on your nerves. <laughs> and we both started laughing. And she told me, she said, I didn't care. You cried every single day. <laughs> she was like, I just wanted you to know that I was there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and literally she just listened to me cry. You know, and so sometimes it. You just need that. Just somebody to listen. Not even a comment. Just to listen to you. You know, vent, cry, whatever it may be. So, I hope that um, this this segment helps somebody. And and like we've always said on other episodes, you can always shoot us a message. Yes, you can. You don't have to tell us your name or none of that. You know, um, because we're here to support you. All day. Through your journey. Um, All day. Because as we said, and as you've learned tonight, we've had loved ones that have had addiction. and Still um, do. Yeah. And so we we want to support anybody that's dealing with this. So do understand our email platform. I am. Our email Uh, platform on Anchor, the message. um, The message board. Yeah. You can... You can always talk to us. We're always here. Um, I'm big on that. I yeah. am. Because you just never know. So, real quick. <laughs> I didn't mean to be crying tonight and all of that. I knew she was going to cry. Don't worry. I really did. But, uh, before we go, guys, um, our email is k period j period c-o-n-v-o-1-9 at gmail.com. Our Instagram is k underscore j underscore conversations. Our Facebook is K&J Conversations, and that and is the and symbol. And once again, you can always send us a message on um, Anchor if you just want to talk to us. Yeah. We are here. That That is what this platform is about. Yep. We talk about, as I always say, love, family, relationships, and everything in between. And the one thing that me and Justin always want to do is be as transparent um, with these conversations you know, sometimes we just want to have fun with you guys and, you know, just give some good energy. Sometimes you got to bring it back to the real. But sometimes we do want to have these, 
these difficult conversations because um, we either may know somebody that's dealing with it or we're dealing with these type of things personally. Mm-hmm. Or just it's just everyday life stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? So do know we love y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, we are here for you guys. We are supporting you. Anyone out there that's fighting with addiction and family members that's trying to help somebody with addiction, um, we're here to support y'all. And y'all remember, uh, like, follow, support. Yes, we love y'all and we really thank you. We appreciate you, King Give Words. I appreciate you. And thank you for listening to this episode. We do hope that um, you guys enjoyed it. Yep. And it helps somebody. Yep. You make. This is going into the Valentine's Day weekend. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day on that. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Sending out loves, hugs, and kisses to everybody. Get love. Yes. Yes. It's not all about the women, but hey, it's okay. (laughs) You just had to throw that in there. Women, y'all, y'all make them dinners for y'all men too. (laughs) Valentine's Day is not a one sided holiday. So on that note, guys, we love y'all. We appreciate the support. We appreciate you guys listening. Tune in next Thursday when we drop a new episode. Every Thursday. Thank you, guys. Peace out. Love you. Peace.